What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Good Tuesday, 11 o'clock Central, stacking the box to everybody. I love, I'm laughing at the start of this. Ed E with the uh, with the power chat. Can we start camp early? You're going to have to be patient, Ed, but let me tell you something. It's it's almost here, my brother. Good to see you, Jalen. Good to see you, Gonzo. And good to see you, Matt Verderam. It's a great day to be, if no one else in the world right now. I, I mean, really, uh, Zach Wilson is having a hell of a hell of a time over there with the New York Jets. Congratulations to, to uh, good old Zach. You're living the life, buddy. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, less uh, less drama than Zach Wilson uh, currently. So just just relaxing and enjoying what is actually a decent spell of weather out here instead of just the, the normal bullshit out in Illinois where it's either 95 and humid or there's a tornado rolling to town. <laughs> it's it it's been beautiful all week, baby. Uh, and rumor has it that Verderam is at least considering. Joining yours truly and many other from the fan sided family at a at a baseball game tomorrow night. Big Cubs and Orioles bash. Do you have any? Do you, will you be in attendance, Verderam? Can you up them? Trying to read your face. It looks like a no, but it seems like a maybe. I, yeah, I. It's it's trending towards uh, towards no, but uh, <laughs> if only because I think there might be a prior engagement. But I'm still trying to figure this out. Um, okay. Apparently, okay. there was a plan made. Um with uh, friends coming in from out of town, but I don't know for sure if of these friends, if the husband's coming in and if not, then I might be able to get out of it. So um, we'll see, but all right. Okay. I know if I miss it, I'm missing a real world series matchup there between the Cubs and the Orioles. Although the Orioles actually have been a lot better than anybody thought, although they still are in last place in the division. And we're just going to be hanging out, baby. A little Wrigley field Wednesday night. Who cares who's playing? Like, listen, open it up. We don't even need them to take the field. It's just a, it's just a good night to hang. That's all. That's what the Cubs are you these know, days. That's the thing for me that, like, that I can't like, – I've never been that guy. Like, Not that I can't go there and hang out and watch a game. I certainly can do that. But it's just like – it's so expensive in a ballpark to have like three beers and a hot dog. Like I could literally go out to dinner and it's it costs less money than that. No, and the beer is awful. 
the beer, you know, it's Bud Light, like $9 for a cup of beer. You're not, it's, it's true. It's not a cheap hang. Um, that, that is, that is an accurate statement, but we are going for the super cheap $10 ticket. So just, just factor that in. Oh, for, oh, for sure. There sure. we go. Uh, you know, we're not, we're, we're, we're stub hopping this at the last second here. I think we've already scraped up three $10 tickets. So we're working on the, making this economical for one and all. You 10 bucks. They should more actually. Uh, and so, so, Hey, as we get going here, a lot going on busy show, as always, we're going to get into a bunch today, including uh, a little Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr took, we've got we got the Rams repeating, and, the, and we're looking at the Chiefs today. I know you guys are out there. Ben Heisler's going to join the show today, bottom of the hour. And um, Verum, you did a space this week, by the way, on Lamar Jackson and his his uh, yeah. renewed commitment to fitness up to 220 pounds from 208. He's, uh, I mean, people are taking notice of, of good old Lamar going into a contract year. Well, look, I – I didn't talk about that, which we should talk about, but I, I talked about the ESPN put out these top 10 lists for each position and okay. it's based off of 50 execs and, and how they voted these guys. And they've been putting out one per day. I don't even know what today's list is, but yesterday's was the quarterbacks and Lamar did not get into the top 10 and that set off like a huge firestorm. And I actually, by pure happenstance did a quarterback rankings a week ago when Baker got traded. Because I just wanted to kind of do the mental exercise to see like where I would put him. And I ended up just publishing it because why not? I put Baker 19th for the record. I put Lamar 11th. And so, you in, in fact, my top 10 was the same top 10 ESPN the front office executives have. So that's why you come to Stack the Boxes. Apparently, they have the, have the same list as the, ESPN, the, uh, the executives the ESPN polled, although they were in different order. Uh, but it was the same top 10. And I kind of dealt with the same thing. Like, is it Dak Prescott or is it Lamar at 10? I took Dak. And I like Lamar a lot. Lamar is the weirdest evaluation in football for me. And I would bet he's that that for a lot of people in the league because he is very, very unique. He's extremely hard to defend. Defensive coordinators have to pour a lot of time into figuring out how to contain him. The problem I have, and Carl, I'm interested in your thought on this. The problem I have with putting him in the top 10 is to me, if you're a top 10 quarterback, teams should be terrified of you throwing the ball. I don't think teams are terrified. Now, part of that is the cast around him isn't great. But I hate the argument of, well, it's because of the way the Ravens play. No, the Ravens play the way they play because they know they have to play that way. I'm sure the Ravens would love to throw the ball 40 times a game. And part of that, yes, has been that they have not hit, at least to this point, on early receivers in, in the in the draft, okay? Bateman is, is a question mark. We'll see. Marquise Brown, they just traded away. He was up and down at best. But I look at Jackson and say, am I scared of him throwing the ball the way I am? Uh, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Herbert, Burrow, Stafford, uh, Wilson. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, but and so that's why I, I have a I have a very hard time evaluating him. So I hear what I mean, I obviously I get it where you're coming from. However, and I'd be interested in the chat response on this too. Look, the guy was the unanimous MVP in 2019, yep. and it and it wasn't because he was throwing the ball uh incredibly well at that point. He was just that dynamic of a quarterback. So I almost feel like we're 
we're pigeon pigeonholing what a QB should be. Like, look, th- you can't tell me teams weren't terrified of that dude. And how the hell are we? How are we going to contain him? So he's, I mean, he plays the he plays the position in a very risky way, which I do wonder, like, what what's what's the genesis of why you want to put on, uh, you know, twelve pounds of of muscle and your biceps are enormous and people are taking notice and but you know you 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 do get paid at least partially to throw the football right, and so now, you know, do you have the same flexibility? It's tricky whenever anybody adds on weight like that. So I, I, but, but I, um, but it's, listen, there's a lot of great quarterbacks in the league, Dak or Lamar. It's a tough call. Dak had a very good year last year. Dak, Dak, Dak's found himself again. So who would I take between the two? I guess I'm still probably more traditional myself because I worry about a guy like Lamar getting hurt, but I don't think we can like base it on like, just because of the way that that he's not a great thrower of the football. Well, I also think too, though, and you bring up a good point. Okay. He was unanimous MVP. He had an amazing year. Then they went to the playoffs as a number one seed. They're 14 and two. And I get it's not, I'm not putting it on Lamar. I'm honestly not, but they got killed in that game at home off a bye against Tennessee in a game that everybody thought they were going to win by a mile. And they got roundhoused in that game. And Lamar was not good. I know if you look at his stats, you see all these yards he put up, go watch the game. I mean, it was, it was largely junk late in the game. He did not play well. The following year, they, again, are limited throwing the football. They get to the playoffs. They beat Ryan Tannehill this time. Then they go to Buffalo. They score three points. Like My problem with him, again, and not even really him, although to be fair, I guess him and the offense, they're very much a one-trick pony offensively. If they can't run the ball at will, they have all kinds of problems. And I, I do think, like, if you're a top, top, top quarterback, you should be able to drop back and either keep your team in or win the game based on your ability to throw the ball around the yard. And, again, part of this is their receivers stink, okay, to be fair to him. Now, they have a great tight end in Mark Andrews, but they don't have good receivers. But I also think the reason they don't invest a ton in receivers – Partially is because I think receivers don't want to go there because they don't throw the ball a lot. Okay, it's going to depress their numbers. But part of it also, you do wonder, like, is it evaluation in the draft that they're not working out, which we're going to find out a little bit with Hollywood Brown. He's now in Arizona. Right. Or is it, well, you know, they, they're not built to throw the ball. Because my, my contention with them is every time they fall behind in a game, you start looking at them like, well, can they come back? Well, that's the problem. That that whenever and you have a can't, Usually, especially in the playoffs. Right, right. So, Exactly. Can you come back? Well, can I do it against a, a likely very good defense in the playoffs if we get down and when they know that this is exactly what we're going to do? That's that's why they haven't won it, like, clearly. So I'm not putting him number one, dude. You know, I'm not I'm not putting him. I'm not even putting him in the top five. But um, I also like, for lack of a better word, I don't want to shit on him either. You know, the, 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 the dude. I hear you. You know, so to me, though, like I have Malevin, I, I don't understand. People are like, oh, that's a huge slap in the face. Like he's on. OK, I get it. He's not top 10. But again, who are you taking out of the top? 10? If you want to argue Dak. OK, go hear that. He right. is not. Better than, he is not better than any of the other guys now. He's not. Like, there's no argument that he's better than Mahomes or Allen or Rogers or Brady or Herbert or 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 Stafford. 
I, I maybe you get the person who argues Barrett Burrow. I would make that argument. That's maybe there's some. I mean, Russell Wilson. Don't want to make that argument. He's better than Russell. I would take Russell Wilson. You can make I it, say, I guess. You really want to. Yeah. Listen. Uh. Right. He's, everything you're saying is accurate. I'm, uh, do you have Derek Carr in your top ten? I do not. I'm twelfth. I'm right behind. Omar oh, so you Jack. like that's an argument in my mind. It is. It, I I agree with you. I I my I think if I remember correctly, I had I know I had Lamar eleventh. Car 12, and I think I had Murray 13. There's another argument. And where do you have where do you have Matt Ryan? Even at his aging Matt Ryan. He actually Matt, we're going right down the list. He might have I think he and Cousins were the next two guys. I think it was okay. Ryan and then Cousins. I think 14, 15, something like that. I, I get that Kirk Cousins is not an elite quarterback, but I, I don't think there's anybody who's put up you 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 know what his numbers were last year? Oh, no, he's had great numbers the last couple of years. He threw 33 touchdowns last year against seven interceptions. I mean, I know. Let, he, not... he gets more crap for being good than anybody in the league. Now, part of that's because of the contract, and then they had the meme, you know, you like that, all that stuff. But, I mean, he, I'm with you, Carm. Like, he, he's better than people. Really. The only thing with Cousins, and this is why he's limited to some degree, there are games with him where he just completely falls apart. Like, and I think it's the same thing that's held Carr back in his career to a lesser degree. The knock on Carr, and it was even actually written in the CSPN article, but I, I've heard this a million times. Anybody who's covered the league has heard this. The knock, at least from the outside on Carr, is that if you can get pressure on him, he faults. Like, and that, that's always – and hell, uh, Bo, Bosa, Joey Bosa said that last year as the Chargers beat them. Yep. Like, there is a thought, right or wrong, that if you can knock Carr around a little bit, he his game changes. He doesn't want to get hit. And, you know, look, Carr – but that all said, and we're going to get to Carr later, Carr is a – he's a damn good quarterback. He's a good player. Not a Hall of Famer, but he's a very good player. The question from Gonzo, would Justin Fields fall under the Lamar Wilson skill set? I would say, like, his, his peak would be getting much closer to Russell. He's a better thrower. He's definitely a better thrower of the football than Lamar. I mean, I don't think that's even close. Um, would, but, but he's not, we're also giving Justin Fields way too much credit right now. The dude was straight awful as a rookie. I mean, he's, I, I would talk about this a zillion times. He had no, he had no help. He had negative help, but he's got a long, long, long way to go at the same time. Uh, quickly because we got to get to it. And then we got a few more things to get. And then we got high school yeah. coming on. Um, yeah. one of the things I want to talk about, cause we're heading into camp here. We're getting close a couple of weeks. We got the franchise tax stuff coming up. Um, right now, of all the teams as you're looking at them in the league, just as a big picture, who are the teams that you think can get to a Super Bowl? I mean, realistically get there. I'm not even saying I – because, mean, look, if you can get there, you can win it. Who are the teams that you think looking at it, all factors in? Are you saying that everything breaks right? Are we doing it that way? Or are you saying, saying like – Realistically. Just realistically. Like, like okay. It, you know, so what teams in- do you look at and go, okay, that team is a Super Bowl caliber type team? I'm gonna do it on my. I'm gonna do it on a generous uh, uh, way to start it at least. So in in the NFC, I think the 49ers, Cardinals, Rams, Bucks, Packers, and Cowboys all can make an argument that if that they could get there. I, okay. I mean, I, I think the conference is is 
could be very wide open. We don't know what Green Bay's offense is going to look like, although I think it's going to be pretty damn good. We we don't exactly know if the how the Rams come back after winning the Super Bowl. No Odell, all that. I'm I'm betting on a bounce back from the Cardinals, but let's not forget that that, that team won 11 games last year. Uh, the the 49ers beat the Packers in the playoffs, and it's it it, that feels like a huge ass leap. But I don't know. Maybe Trey Lance is good, and then. I think the Bucks are. I've, I've thought the Bucks were going to be a disappointment, but they won 13 games last year and, and, and should have or could have won in the playoffs. So um, I think I, I, you know, and, and I and I and Dallas is is in there in, in my mind. So that's how I see the NFC. Do you dis- disagree with any of that? I do, but um, in the <laughs> NFC, but not, not not that you're necessarily wrong with any shit. I I'm more narrow with this stuff. I think it's the Rams, the Packers, and the Bucks. With the caveat of, I think the Niners are the biggest wild card in the entire league. I don't know what you're getting at quarterback. I don't know. It, it could be awful. It could be really good. It could be anywhere in between. Like that, their roster, if if Lance is good, is good enough to go to a Super Bowl. I just don't know what you have with them. I think the Niners are the fourth team. The Cowboys, here's the problem I have with Dallas. Every year you look at them and you're like, oh, they have talent. And every year you watch them play and you're like, yeah, this team's not going anywhere. Like, I, they, they're undisciplined. I don't believe in the coach. I think they're worse than they were a year ago. They lost Cooper. They lost Collins. I, I you know, they lost Gregory. I don't love them. I don't. I think they can be a playoff team. Um, I, you know, the Saints actually have a really good roster, but I don't trust the quarterback. So I, I will throw Green Bay in there, who I think is going to be very good. Tampa, who's my favorite. And the Rams, um, and all those teams, by the way, have serious, obvious flaws. But I would of those of that conference, which is clearly the weaker of the two, I would take those teams as the teams I look at. And go, yeah, I could, I could see them being in the Super. So I'll do it more narrow in the AFC, I think, because um, I just think it's so top heavy. Like, like who can beat the Chiefs? Who can beat the Bills? And I'll get, I'll throw some respect on the Bengals, but um, that that's that's not a very comfortable feeling right there. So who who actually could beat either of those three? Uh, my answer is no one. So uh, I suppose if I was going to throw a fourth, it would be the Chargers because I think their ceiling is probably the highest. So I actually am going to go the opposite way from you. I actually have a few more teams out of the AFC because I think those teams are better than I, I think you could make a reasonable case. That any of the top five AFC teams are better than anybody in the NFC. Sure. I, I I don't know that I would make it, but you could make it, and you wouldn't sound like a maniac. Um, so in no particular order, I'm with you. Three teams are the top three teams for you and me both. Okay, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Those those teams, and Cincinnati is the third one for me. I know there are be Bengals fans who justifiably go, you're, you're a homer and an a-hole, like they beat the Chiefs twice last year. And, and I hear that. My argument to that would be, if you watch both those games, the Chiefs beat the Chiefs a lot more in both of those games than Cincinnati went out and just took it to them. Um, I think Buffalo's the best team. That said, I will include the Chargers and the Ravens. Now, we just talked a lot about Lamar, so I'm not going to go down that road. My big fear with the Ravens is I think they're – a a very, very good team in the regular season. I think they're going to be a lot better than people think. I think in the playoffs, they are just severely limited. But I can't say that I don't think they could do it. They're very well coached. They have what I think is going to be an excellent defense. 
And maybe this is the year Lamar has a little bit better luck come playoff time. I don't know. The Chargers are kind of like an asterisk for me. Their talent is tremendous. Here's the problem I have with the Chargers. They never win anything. And at some point, you've got to win something. Now, if you want to even take that away and say, hey, look, every year is different. Fair enough. I think their top eight guys on the roster are as good as anybody in football. The depth behind them is what worries me. And when you look at the Chargers, they've had a lot of, and I mean a lot of years, of guys who are or big names on that team who get hurt. Derwin James, Bosa, Williams, Keenan Allen, they get hurt a lot. So like that would be my concern. I think the you know the, the Broncos I thought about, I don't think the Broncos are good enough to beat those other teams. I don't. I don't think the Colts are good enough. Uh, even if Watson's there, I don't think the Browns are good enough. So those are that's my eight slash nine, depending on how you want to look at the Niners. And I think the top upper crust, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, the Rams, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. I think those so, are the top six. Uh, a little more spread out here, but I just find a lot of just the storylines incredibly interesting. And you mentioned the Broncos, like. Russell Wilson's impact on Denver is one of the most interesting things that I'm going to be yes. following all season long. Like, are you, were you more a sort of a product of the incredible defense that was in Seattle and the Pete Carroll way of life system um, versus like wherever you go, you're just going to make an, a massive impact. Um, you know, and Broncos fans are like, over the moon with their with their chances this year, which I just it feels way too tall for me. Um, so that that's you know, and then as you're teeing up the Chargers, like I, I find them to, like that's going to be a weekly saga. What you're going to get there, um, I think the Raiders are super interesting this year. Let's go, Devontae. What kind of impact are you going to have on that on that team? Uh, and I'm also like, like just from a sort of a pseudo Bears Justin Fields to Mac Jones standpoint. I'm curious, like, is he going to actually like what happens if Mac Jones steps up from last year and and is like yeah. I mean that much you know the, the Patriots could become an interesting team. You want you want a hot take though about them? And and maybe it's just and we should clip this up. Maybe I'll be dead wrong. If I am I'm happy to eat it. Um I think they have a bottom eight roster in the NFL. So that's the other side. Like I don't, I don't, I don't love their. I, I agree. Who's like, on New England other than a few offensive linemen who you're like that guy's a great player, right? And 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 yet they won ten games last year. Oh, um, and, and so it's like, could we actually have like sort of a Belichick meltdown season, which would be incredible? If, as Tampa, like to your point, and, and maybe a lot of people, I I still I just keep on struggling that that Brady's going to keep going and going and butting the Bucks. Who well, are, then, are a little, at least a little bit diminished, are going to still be there, but maybe they will. I mentioned earlier, and I should have actually expanded on it quickly. Like those are, I said the, the NFC, the three teams I gave, Packs, Buc, uh, Pack, Bucks, and Rams. I think all of them have gigantic flaws that could end up being the problem. Like the Rams, I know they won the Super Bowl last year, right? And you got to give props to them. I don't think anybody in the world thought they were the best team in football at any point in time last season. Like, they were good. They were always very good. But I don't think anybody was like, yeah, the Rams are a juggernaut. Um, it all fell right for the Rams I mean, last year. I mean, who, who's the Patriots' best receiver? Is it Kendrick Bourne, our guy who we've had on, who I love? It's Kendrick Bourne, yes. Right, it's Kendrick um, Bourne. That's a three. It's, it's, it's a disaster of an offense. I, look, uh, I mean, they have their tight ends, but who cares? Uh, they Look, my point is with the Rams, I, don't, I mean, they, you know, 
they they did not feel like a great team last year. They felt like a good one. That it kind of all fell into place. Like they played a falling apart Cardinals team. They played the Niners and they were all kinds of beat up. And, they, and let's be real, not to put it on one guy. Jaquaski Tart doesn't drop what was an arm punt by Stafford in the NFC title game. They win the game. Like the Rams lose, and then the Rams don't even have to play Kansas City or they get the Bengals, who also almost beat them in their own building. They got a home Super Bowl. I I, mean, I just think when you look at the Rams. Lost guys this year, gone. That's a big deal. Like, who's replacing him? Um, you know, they, they Beckham, I don't know if he's back. If he's not back, you know, they, they lost Woods. They brought in Robinson. Defensively, you'll look at him, Von Miller's gone. I don't think they're the same team. The Buccaneers are my favorite. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. That being said, the Buccaneers' average age is like 57. Okay, like, I, I could easily make a case where it just is one of these years where they get injured, it kind of falls apart, they win 10 games. And then the Packers, I actually love the defense. Offensively, who are you throwing to on third and second? I mean, I don't know where the ball's going. Like, look, we've talked a lot about the Adams trade, the Hill trade. The one difference is Kansas City can throw the ball to Kelsey. I don't know who the hell the ball's going on with the Packers, um, which is why, you know, well, to your point earlier, the NFC, because you just, there's so many questions about all these teams, even the top ones. Well, with Green Bay, like, look, they, they are going to have to get instant impact from their rookie wide receivers. They're, they're going to have to have it. I mean, is Romeo Dobbs going to step up here? Uh, right. I don't know. I, I feel like he's, he's certainly going to have all the best of it. You're working with Aaron Rodgers every day. That dude is talented. However, it's you know, it's, he wasn't like the premier wide receiver anywhere close in the draft. So they're, they're going to need those level of developments. They will. Uh, maybe um, it'll happen. Maybe it won't. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Gonzo earlier in the, in the chat mentioned, he said, I remember Matt saying the Chiefs were top heavy last year. I see the Bills is at now, and I wanted to touch on that quick. I, I did say that yeah. a lot about the Chiefs last season. Um, and I think the Chiefs, if you look at a football team kind of like a portfolio, they did kind of um, diversify. If you're the Chiefs, they, they lost Hill, but they added a ton of picks and cap space, and they got better defensively by doing that. Um, look, I think long-term it probably helps them short-term. I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, the Bills, I would agree with, with Gonzo on this. I think the Bills are the best team in football. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. My one fear with the Bills is if you can take away Stephon Diggs, like, who are you going to after that? Like, who is the main guy? Now, look, to be fair, you can say it about a lot of teams. Okay, I can say it about the Chiefs. Take Kelsey away. Who are you going to? Now, of course, they have a couple other options. With the Bills, it would be Dawson Knox, who I'm actually in the middle of writing a piece on right now. I talked to him last week. Very interesting guy. And Gabriel Davis, who I like both of those players. But both of those guys have never had 600 yards receiving in a season. Okay? Smith-Schuster, a little bit more proven. Even Harden, more proven than both of those guys. Marcus Valdez-Scantling, more proven than both those guys. Um, although I like their upside quite a bit. I do agree the Bills are a little top-heavy, but... I, I got to say, I think the Bills, this to me feels like for Buffalo, this is the year. Kansas City's a little bit in transition, especially defensively. Cincinnati, do they have the same type of year? We'll see. That division in the AFC East is not particularly strong. I know Miami's added Tyreek and some other guy. I, I, to me, until Tua does anything, I, I don't see them as a threat. New England, eh. The Jets, eh. Like, this kind of feels like for Buffalo, this is the last year before Allen's contract explodes on the cap. This feels like the year where if you're the Bills, like, you got to get rolling. If you don't do it this year, you're going to start losing pieces and not being able to add them. Um, Doesn't mean they're obviously not going to have a long window. They will. But if, if the Bills don't do it this year, like, if their year ends again at Arrowhead, then I think you start looking at it and going, well, is this team good enough? Or is it just one of these really good teams that never quite gets over the hump? That would be the that would be the terror in Buffalo, but you're not doing anything super different. You're still going to be running it back just the same and trying to improve the roster. Yeah. You're you are you yeah. are you are pot committed. Uh, Eddie is asking when do we get Watson's fate? And Josina Anderson's been out front out with some reporting on this stuff. It it apparently it could go all the way into camp, which is really bizarre. It uh, could. But- and Josina is a hell of a reporter. I, I have. A- immense amount of respect for her. I I have a hard time seeing that happen. I I to answer your question, I think in the next week, I think you're gonna get the answer one way or the other. I the NFL is not gonna want us to go into camp. They're not they don't want him there. They don't want him answering questions. They don't like I there's been some really wild tweets about this though. I mean pro football talk tweeted I, out, you know, they they had I'll just read it. The NFL's new personal conduct policy procedure places a greater focus on the exact language of the policy and the quality of the evidence, whatever the hell that means. It's entire, but this is the part of the tweet that was super interesting. It's entirely possible that as to Deshaun Watson, the hearing officer decides to impose little to no punishment. So, I mean, you know, that. Florio and company. What's that? Repeat that Uh, last line. The the last line is it's entirely possible that as to Deshaun Watson, the hearing officer decides to impose little or no punishment. Now that's, you know, uh, 
they're pretty dialed in over there at good old pro football talk. They so, are. I mean, they're so, a rights holder. So let's be real. They know what's going on. I will say this, though, man. <laughs> yeah. You know how I, this works as much as I do. Like, can you imagine if the NFL came out? <laughs> He's not getting suspended. I mean, this, they would be a front page story for a month. It's a I, real, I, it's, it's a no real way. long part. His is, and you know, the, his legal team has been, and that's great. I'm sure that's his legal team. They're they're trying to do their job, but they're pushing right. for a zero game suspension until like all of this has worked out. So get him on out there. Let's have him play football from the Cleveland Browns, and let's see what happens with these four outstanding cases. And when that's decided, then we can decide if Deshaun should suffer any penalty from the NFL. I highly doubt it's going to go that way, but that's what they want. They're yeah, well, that, that's fine that they want that. I mean, that, and, and by the way, that's their job to want that. But i I would be I would be floored if he's not suspended. And I and I'll tell you, I'll have one hell of a column coming if that's case. Listen, I. I understand, as we wait, as we're going to have Heisler here come on in a minute, I understand that there are no criminal charges. There were 10 criminal complaints. They were dropped. They were dismissed by two Texas grand juries back in the, in the winter. Okay, I get that. I hear that. He has had more than two dozen civil suits brought against him for sexual misconduct and or assault allegations. I get the people who say, well, hey, there's no, there's no crime here, at least legally. But for the NFL, they have punished guys who are alleged to have done far less, who weren't looking at any kind of jail time. And you now have a guy who, I mean, let's just call it what it is. This has been one of the ugliest sagas you can remember. And this has been going on for over a year. If the NFL just walks away from all this and does not suspend Deshaun Watson, they are going to get blasted from shore to shore for weeks on end. And I got to tell you, they'd have earned it. I, you're going to have teams going nuts behind the scenes if he doesn't get suspended for this, when meanwhile they've had guys who have gotten suspended for being alleged to have done far less I, I would I would be shocked. I've said for the longest time I think he's going to get an indefinite suspension. I think it's going to be a year. Now maybe it's not. Maybe it's shorter than that. But I I mean if he doesn't get suspended at all, oh that would be that would be a brutal brutal look for the NFL after all that's transpired. Yeah, I don't think it's going that way. We're, we've beaten this one into the into the deep into the grave. But uh, everybody else at this point. Right. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but I will say this. Everything feels on the table right now. I mean, literally, I, it just it, – it, That's fair. That's I fair. Mean, I, I, who, I mean, I don't know, six, eight, ten, season. We're, we're going to wait for this to play out. Seems like the, the last one I would pick. But, like, I don't know if it was a multiple-choice question. It's, it's – uh, what is the NFL what – what are the things that the NFL is actually thinking about? What are the possibilities? You listed all of them. I bet I would, I would answer E, all of the above. Um, all right, Ben Heisler, managing editor, bet sided, ready to jump on the show. Looking good as always. Uh, Heis, what's up, buddy? What's happening, fellas? I uh, was going to hope to actually brains for a little situation, a little NFL situation I'm dealing with. I was wondering if I could uh, get the advice of one car. Take take over the show, baby. All you. Let's go. What do you got? Go for it. I want to 
it, you know, as, as Mark Tressman once said, it's not my show, but I'm on that show. No, I, no, no, no. This is, this is no Mark Tressman. I'm serious. Take over the show. Lead us, lead us to the promised land, baby. What do you got? So, so the, I mean, the problem is, is that it's the case. It's the case in point of nobody cares about your fantasy team. But I'm going to ask you about the fantasy team. The oh Scott Fishbowl, in case anybody is unaware, it's it's this awesome. Like thousands of people play in this league. It features a lot of fantasy experts, betting experts, like NFL analysts. Um, they raise a, a ton of money for uh, for fantasy cares, which helps give kids all sorts of uh, presents during Christmas time. It's an awesome thing, but it's a super flex, which means quarterbacks are going early. The problem is it's the second round and there's like 18 quarterbacks already off the board. So I thought I could go ahead and snag our guy, Derek Carr, who's going to throw a ton. He's already gone. I, I'm trying to find somebody that I think might have a little bit of upside this year. Trey Lance still on the board to a tag still on the board are you guys buying them as an upside guy heading into the season like who, I, i'm just who are your, throwing who, darts for justin fields uh but i'm not sure who he's gonna throw to like there's just not a lot right now and it's only the same round. It's, it, it it definitely is in fields i i like uh, hunter in the in the private chatter saying jared goff is he still there goff is still on the board they uh they did throw quite a bit, and you would imagine, too, that if DeAndre Swift is, is potentially taking on an Austin Eckler type of role there, that that could be a nice guy to try and pair him up with. But, yeah, I mean, it just seems weird to spend a third-round pick on Jared a, Goff. But that's is Jalen Hurts there? No, Hurts went probably late first round, early second. Quarterbacks are going really fast. I figured his running ability would get him off the board. How, here, here's one, maybe. Golf has the golf has the lowest floor of everyone we've named. He does the highest uh, floor. Excuse me. Yeah, yes. Right. 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 Uh, Jameis is he still there? Jameis is there. Yes. I would take. That. That's who I would take. Okay, so you're you're buying in on another strong season in New York. I'm world. buying in on 25 interceptions, but I'm also buying in on the fact they have Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, a healthy Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and a really good offensive line. Camaro's suspended though for the first handful of games, is he not? Or did they make that official? Or is that still something that they're working? I on? have not. For the life of me, is that official? Like that was like put out. Yeah, I thought he was... got suspended, and then maybe I just pulled that out of thin air. So I didn't realize I'm coming on the show today, just completely off course, mentioning possible suspensions that may not even exist. So I well, that was no, that was tweeted out, and then like immediately got he's expected. It, 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 he could face a suspension. He's not currently facing one. That's what I thought. Okay. Because um, it was tweeted out once by a reputable outlet like it was a fact, and then it was deleted, and then it was put out. It was a crap show. I would take him. Okay. One thing about – because here's the other thing. Tagovailoa and Lance could have big years. They both play in the same kind of offense. Because McDaniel's going out from San Francisco to Miami. They're going to run the ball like crazy. That's how those teams want to play. I would worry about that. Plus, Tua has an injury history. Lance, you don't even know if he's going to start. You have no idea what's going on in San Francisco. I think he'll start, but who knows. Um, and if he does start and Garoppolo's on the team, does he get a quick hook if he's not that good off the bat? Right. So, Winston's the guy in New Orleans. He's got a good line in front of him. They've got three receivers you're excited about. They've got a running back who catches a ton of passes. And they play in a dome. They also play in a division where Atlanta and Carolina are not stopping anybody all year long. That's right. So, Jameis Winston would be my choice. 
I, I, I like the call. I also, you know, because everyone's making a run on quarterbacks and in a fantasy strategy, I like to typically deploy is you, you zag when everyone else is zigging. So I was 10th on the board. Christian McCaffrey was right there. And yeah, he's missed the last couple of years, but if that dude hits, that's the number one overall pick. Follow that up with Austin Eckler in the second round, and I don't have to worry about running back the rest of the way. You took you took McCaffrey. I took McCaffrey at, at, at number ten. Wow, you know he's cool. going number one overall in, in most leagues. You're, him or uh, or Jonathan Taylor. You're living dangerous, my friend. He's played ten games in two years. Yes, played ten games. Carmel, well, I, I will grant you if he's healthy, he's the best fantasy player in the league. Yeah. Am I back? You're back. Okay. Uh, um, my my prediction is that Heisler finishes last in this league. I hope it doesn't happen to you, but you you, you you're in you're in tr- early troubles, dude. You're searching, I, and I like Verderam's call. Uh, Jameis seems seems like uh, that was a very good sales pitch by Verderam. Laid it out perfectly. However, I also Jalen Butler. I'm with you too. That's how I was thinking about it. Like, look, if we want to go high end, if you want to try to win the league and stun the world, maybe you take Tua. Maybe he just throws a bunch of, I don't know, little five-yard slants to uh, Tyreek all day long, and all of a sudden Tyreek's, you know, just taking it to the house, and there you go, buddy. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Carm, you're you're saying that am I going to finish last, like, amongst the 12 teams in the division, or am I going to finish last among the thousands of people that are participating? No, we'll just – I can live with the other one. I don't know about that. No, 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 no. I'm just divisioning you. I I, I didn't realize there were thousands of people. I maybe missed that part. Uh, and, and yes, um, listen, uh, there, there, there's back channel comments about my fantasy world and yeah, I'm a terrible fantasy player. Don't, I, I hate fantasy. Um, but maybe this is the year that, that Carm gets in some league yours truly and just shocks the world with my brilliance. Let's go. Uh, that would be, that'd be a first. That would um, be, thank you. Thank you very by, much. By the way, we didn't even ask, you, you just got back from the Canadian Rockies. Uh, how, uh. How was it? Did, it? did it live up to expectations? When you came home, were you happy to see your kids or a touch sad that you had to go home and be a parent again? I, no, I, I think I was ready to, to come back and, and see the kids. And I mean, we this is probably not, not necessarily the right conversation for this show, but obviously where, where Carmen and I grew up uh, on the 4th of July, uh, Carmen actually grew up in Highland Park and I grew up right next door. Hmm. Um, you know, that, that hit home. That was on our final day of our trip while we were out in Calgary and my wife and I just spent about three hours, like just in a coffee shop, getting on the on the Wi-Fi, trying to figure out what was going on, call friends, relatives, make sure that everybody was okay. So I think at that point, that's when I kind of had that sense of reality that like I need to get back home, see my kids, hug them, make sure that uh, that, that everybody is okay. But the rest of the trip was spectacular, like just from the level of like nature and mountains and scenery that I don't think I'll ever see again in that state. We got perfect weather. We were up in, in Lake Louise over in Banff. Like just the everything was picturesque about it. We we climbed a little bit a bunch of hiking, some some mountains. I mean, just some of the scenery. And I, I posted some of it on my on my Twitter page at, at Benny Heist. It's it was surreal, man. It was really, really a great trip. There, there's one picture of of Betty Heise in a canoe with his wife, and apparently they you partnered with another person in a canoe to take this right. picturesque picture. Br- brilliant move by Heisler, although uh, maybe not brilliant. That's a little too tall, but but uh, but uh, but, a, but a good strategic play. And uh, I, it's 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 uh, it's postcard worthy. Man's like uh, I don't know Matt Damon just hanging out in, in the middle of a lake. <laughs> Hey, listen. Well, well done. Well done. It yeah, is yeah. Um, 
every once in a while, you got to do it. You got and I'm not like my, my do dad what? is the biggest nature guy. I know I am not always the biggest nature. Guy. I'm sure it shocks <laughs> everybody that I can't name a bunch of trees. Um, but it's, yeah. uh, we went to Muir Woods last summer, uh, in San yeah. Francisco, which is unbelievable. Like you can stand in the crevice of a tree that is what it's got to be, I don't know, 150 feet tall and around is just insane. Like it's, it's an unbelievable area. San Francisco, I've been there twice, once for actually for work and once just for, for enjoyment. Like there's got, I don't know that there's a more picturesque city in the United States than San Francisco. You go out there in your woods, you get the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, we were out at Alcatraz and obviously Alcatraz is a prison in its own, but in terms of like from Alcatraz, all the pictures you can take. So I'm glad you guys got to the Canadian Rockies. That's something that I would enjoy doing at one point in my life. I have not gotten there. Having two kids, God bless you for getting there. I don't think I'll get there until my kids have finally moved out of the house or I've thrown them out. Um, but, uh, it, I'm good for you, man. I'm glad you got uh, got some time away with the with the wife. Yeah, and we touched a second. I think kind of maybe I don't know if I did on this pod or whatever. But so obviously, what happened in my hometown was horrendous. Uh, I grew up in the town over. Uh, it's a very very privileged place to grow up, um, and uh, so it's it's just kind of weird. Uh, just like Highland Parks, at least locally, has been on the leading the local news. Not that I'm like the biggest local news guy, but I've been watching a bunch of it lately. And it's just like every night it's what's going on in Highland Park. And, um, you know, just prayers up that the that the world somehow becomes a better place going forward here, which, by the way, I was I thought you were going to lead with you wanted to get home and get your kids and then move them back to Calgary. and just call it a career up north. Uh, We thought about it. We thought about it. I mean, Calgary, but uh, yes. No, the, the thoughts of, of and having plenty of conversations with the locals uh, in in Canada, asking about I life mean, in the United States and, and dealing with everything that the, the country is going through is certainly an eye-opening experience. Ver, Verram could still be a Chiefs fan in Toronto, and then you got the Raptors, you got the well, Maple Leafs, let's go. It's funny. I've, I have actually a handful of Canadian friends because I went to a school that uh, was not far from the Canadian border. So we actually had – and the hockey team was great. We had a lot of kids who came down from Canada. And there's just there's a floor of everything going on, like not saying nothing ever bad happens in Canada, but like it, yeah. I mean, look, we can dive in, but it, it, yeah. it is the point is the point is just to say it's almost like two different worlds really right now, like in that in that regard. Um, yeah. But to, to pivot back, uh, yeah, to, please. To the NFL. Um, I'm curious. Look, we're a couple weeks away from training camp at this point. Not even actually. Um, are there any – and we've talked win totals before. We've, we've done this a little bit. We did it right after the draft. Um, but now we're, we're really close to the season, and, and, and rosters are essentially finalized. Is there, uh, is, there, is there a team or two you're looking at and you're like, stone cold lock. Uh, you know, this, is, this is who I'm looking at over or under, and I, and I, I feel great about it. I mean, it's a team that you actually brought up, and I, I think you kind of pushed me over the edge on it because I liked them. And then you you talked about uh, the situation at the quarterback spot with the rest of the playmakers around him in Jameis Winston in New Orleans. Their, their win total set at eight in a very, very easy division outside of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, considering the fact that the Saints, I think, have beaten Tampa Bay since Brady have come, has come into play, what, three times in the last four games? 
don't know yeah. if that's going to happen again this year, but there is a history with Dennis Allen coaching that defense that has given Brady some struggles. So now you factor in some possible automatic wins against Atlanta and Carolina, and the schedule the rest of the way shakes out relatively easily. So the fact that you can get them uh, over under eight wins in a 17-game schedule with a very good defense and a lot of playmakers on offense, that to me probably stood out the most as far as win totals on the over that you know, I really, really like this year. I mean, are, are you looking at New Orleans in the same type of same type of perspective? I am. I, I love that. I think uh, New Orleans is severely underrated. Now, here's the questions with New Orleans. You never know Jameis. And Dennis Allen is 8-28 and 28 as head coach in the NFL. Okay? Those are the massive concerns. And it goes against my ethos of who is your head coach, who is your quarterback. I'll tell you how good you're going to be. That said yeah. – Allen also coached the Raiders, who were the biggest tire fire on earth when he coached them. And they're not asking Jameis to go out there and throw for 5,000 yards because they've got an actual team around them. They are very good defensively. Cam Jordan is a great player, a Hall of Fame level player. Demario Davis is an all-pro linebacker. Marshawn Lattimore is a top three corner in the NFL. They brought in Marcus May and Tyron Matthew at safety. Like, that's a lot of talent defensively. That is a real team. So, especially in that conference, if they're in the AFC, maybe I don't love it as much, but I I, I do. I'm with you. I like their over. I think they're at least a nine-win team, maybe even a 10-win team. What is the, uh, if you have... Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. In front of you, what is the Raiders over under? The Raiders, I got it. Last time I checked was eight and a half. That's where uh, they are. That's still where they are with a little bit of juice headed towards the over. Raiders won 10 games last year, so they're down to eight and a half. What do you hear? What do you guys think about some of the biggest movers up? Do, is it are they being too optimistic and maybe fade the under? One of them, of course, is the Broncos, who are at 10 and a half, won seven games last season. Does that seem too tall for Denver? Because I think it does. Yeah, it's such a tough division. Because you're still dealing with Kansas City, and granted, that's a team that's going through some change. You have the Chargers that are projected to win 10 wins, and the Raiders at 8.5. It's the toughest division in football. It, Denver is tough, and, and I know, Matt, we've discussed this on the pod before, yep. but the, the idea of just they could either be spectacular or they could be a complete and total dumpster fire. Like, Russ might be cooked or he could be an MVP. The, the level of variance for Denver this year just makes me want to stay away. And there's also the component of having a really, really tough schedule down the stretch when the first half of the season opens up really well. It's part of the reason that why I like a dark a dart throw at Russ for MVP right, right now because he's going to get off to a good start. They're not playing a difficult schedule at the beginning of the year, and those odds are going to move. Now, whether or not – he can able to he's able to sustain that success in the second half, I think is a lot to be determined. But at least you know you're getting better value then and you can hedge your bet elsewhere. So right. I Denver's probably a stay away from me, Carm. But if I had to choose at least right now, 10, 10 and a half, that that feels a tad bit high in that division. 
I'm with you. I would stay away, but I would take the under. I, I have him at 10 and 7 for the record. So I don't think the line's way off, so I would stay away from it. I asked about the Raiders because I don't care. I'm just, I am taking the under aggressively. I, and, and not because I don't think they're a decent team. I do think they're a decent team. That division is brutal. They are the worst team of those four teams. And I defy anybody to tell me, other than the edge rushers, who on that defense is any good? Who scares you at all? Denzel Perriman is probably the closest argument you have. Oh, he's hurt more often than not. Who is any good now? Who is stopping anybody for the Raiders when they play the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos? Who are you covering with? Like, I'm not kidding when I say this. And we can revisit this at the end of the year. I will be willing to bet that in their six games against the AFC West, they will give up more than 35 points per game. That's it. Anyone. Mark it down. I want to revisit that one. Somehow I'll mark it down in my head somewhere. Um, I mean, the Chiefs last year averaged 45 a game against them. And, and by the way, like, I love Chandler Jones, but it's not like he's replacing some guy who stunk. He replaced Ngakwe. So it's, it's not like they got, like, unbelievably better. It's the same damn defense. Like, it's it's the same defense as it was a year ago. You had Crosby, who had an incredible year, okay? You have Jones upgrading a little bit over Ngakwe. Fair enough. You have nobody else. Offensively, that offensive line is not good outside of Colton Miller. I love their their skill position players, and, and we've talked a lot about Carr. I think Carr's going to have a great year. I just don't think it's – I don't think they're going to go 5-12 and 12 or something, but do I think they're a 7-8 win team? Yeah, probably, based off of their division – that 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 schedule, even outside the division in some instances, and their defense, which I think is going to lead them to lose a lot of games, 35 to 31. Let me just, to our loyal listeners and to myself right now, just a reminder, over-unders for the season is one of the best economical bets you can make because you care every single week and you don't have to bet a lot of money. Like, it literally you could put 20 bucks on it and you're, and you're rooting for a team and you have a rooting interest in a game. Uh, so I love the over-under play for just a season long. But also, uh, uh, let's look at the bottom feeders. Who's better in, in your mind right now, Detroit or Jacksonville? And I, I understand schedule plays into this. The reason why I bring it up, both teams won three games last year. Both of their over-unders are at six and a half. So, yeah, right. so, so, they're, so they're expecting a, a, a significant jump, a 100% jump for both of those teams. Yeah. Now, Coach Jacksonville had a super aggressive offseason. Um, so, like, my gut is, like, it's uh, Jacksonville has, has done more. But the Lions played a lot of close games last year, man. So, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear your guys' perspective. I would probably lean Jacksonville because I think it's an easier division to contend in. Um, granted, the Bears yeah, are going to struggle. The North sucks. I mean, you yeah, got one team. The North isn't good either. Yeah. I, I will give you that. I mean, it doesn't suck. But, you got Green Bay, but it's not. Yeah, it's go ahead. So, so then let me ask you this, Carl. Like, if you were saying you had to pick one of those two teams based on their division odds to win the division, okay? Uh, would you then, take. Yeah, Jacksonville. Right. Jackson, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Jacksonville is 7 1 to win the AFC South. The Lions are 10 1 to win the NFC North. It is a little bit jarring to see the Lions with better odds to win the division than the Chicago damn Bears. But um, that's that's where we're at now. Hard times. 
They have, oh, yes. the, they have the same over-under. The Bears are sitting at six and a half le- as well. Of course, the Bears won six games yeah. last year, not the, three. The Bears are like the, a football team that has come to uh, to come to represent that that life alert commercial. <laughs> I, I can't get up. Um, they've fallen and broken a hip. The, I, the Bears also might have more off-season arrests than, than wins. It's not good. Season. It's not good. The Bears are making more waves in the police plotter than they are in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, um, there are, there's already three, and I think they're projected for like maybe five and a half, six and a half wins at this point. So it's it's, not, it's certainly a possibility. Not good. It's not good. Not good. You're basically one fight at the club away. Like if a few people are involved from basically ensuring that there's more arrest. <laughs> I look. I uh, I would take Jacksonville for one reason. The quarterback is a much higher ceiling. Like Trevor Lawrence last year, if you watched him, was not good, but there were times where he made throws you're like that was ridiculous. Like, that throw was off the charts good, and then they panned over to Urban Meyer and he went, "Yeah, yeah, that that's not going to happen." Um, <laughs> Urban Meyer is now gone. That right there for me makes them a much better football team. They bring in Travis Etienne, who missed all of his rookie year. Now, granted, James Robinson's hurt, so fair is fair. You're basically swapping them. I, I will say Jacksonville, with Peterson and, and and Lawrence as kind of the brain trust there, all the additions they made, I could see Jacksonville winning seven games. I could see Jacksonville even being a little bit frisky in that division because, look, I think – I'm curious. like I think it's reasonable to make the case that nine wins wins that division. I don't know that, 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 you know, look, is Tennessee going to fall back that much? Maybe, maybe not. I don't love Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee is an offense. And Indianapolis, I think Ryan's a really nice upgrade over Wentz. But I don't, like, I don't love Indianapolis. I think I think they're going to win the division. I, I think I have them at 10 and 7. But could you argue about, like, that's not a far cry from going 9 and 8. Right. That That's their win projection, too. Uh, Indianapolis is projected for 10 wins on the season. I think Tennessee said at 9. I'd probably lean under on the Titans, even with how well they probably outplayed their pace a season ago. And Frables showed himself to be a pretty solid head coach. You're right, though. Like, other than Derrick Henry, who may be dealing with the injuries finally starting to catch up to him. And maybe that's unfair because last year was really the first year that he dealt with an injury that lasted and took him out for for more than several years. Yeah. Like yeah. you, it's the, the the sample size of running backs that have rushed the amount of times and exceeded the the type of numbers that, that Derrick Henry has had do not look good for running backs moving forward. He might just be a freak of nature, and he's an incredible running back. He but is at some he, point, yeah. Like he, at some point, you're going to stack the box on him because there's nothing else that's going to scare you. Well, yeah. he is a freak of nature, and they have done that, and they'll continue to do it. And you're, you're I think you're like at some point, it just it's not sustainable. I, 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 I think that's overly obvious. Yes, Verderam. I know, I know. Heisler's got to go. Does he? Uh, we're going up again. Yeah, he's got to be out of here for uh, noon central. So I got I one more, but go ahead. We got to got to quickly because I know we got to keep the people happy. What is the Chiefs line? Chiefs Possibly. line is at uh, it was at eleven. And I've actually seen it tick down ten and a half. Ten and a half. Last time I last time I oh looked, god, god almighty, hit the over on that all day and half tonight. Look, they that team. I get it. The division's brutal. We talked about that. You have Mahomes. 
You have one of the best offensive lines in football. You've got Reed, who how many times have they they've in, he so he's been there now? I just think about this real quick. He's been there for nine seasons. They've won less than eleven games once, and now they play an extra game. Yeah, that that's the easiest money. If Mahomes is upright and breathing, take the over. I don't care who's in that division. I got look. They they are going to beat eleven teams on their schedule next year. So for me, I I I remembered it for some reason eleven and a half. So obviously I'm wrong with that. Ten and a half, my God, over all day long. I would. I'm not even saying that as as someone who's a Chiefs. I'm just saying that as someone who looks at the numbers. That team easily easily hit the over as long as Mahomes is there for 17. There's no reason to think you won't be. Heist, do you buy the Giants? For seven? No. Seven I, and a half. Up from super yeah, aggressive. Yeah, seven or seven and a half, I, I don't buy them for that number. I, it's not a great division, but I, I I like Brian Dable quite a bit. Like if I was, we were talking about coaches that I'd, I'd want like young coaches to consider with a sharp offensive mind, he fits the bill. Um, but that's a team that's still in a ton of transition and year one for a lot of these coaches doesn't typically work out well. I mean, you're, you're dealing with Daniel Jones, who you don't know whether or not the upside's ever going to be there. Maybe he brings out a little bit more consistency, but seven wins for a team that has all sorts of issues on defense. Uh, you still have no idea whether or not Saquon's truly going to be healthy. The, the pictures look good. Uh, and he's jacked out of his mind right now, but it's, I don't feel good about it. I'd probably lean under there. Yeah, it, that, that's it's one of the bigger movers. They won four games last year. They're at seven and a half right now. It just feels like an obvious under, which may, which in my contrarian world, the way I like to gamble, as we've mentioned a million times on the show, Giants over, baby. Let's go. Uh, but it just does. It seems insane. Like I, the Giants under seems like the easiest play going. I like the your Chiefs over is a, at ten and a half. Seems like uh, easy money yeah, I like too. That too. They yeah. never win less than eleven games, ever. I. I Prove to me that that team doesn't win 11 games, and I'll, I'm happy they'll lose money if I'm better at that point. I until they don't. Like, and and get on it now before you know they trade for Robert Quinn. Yeah, I, well, that was. By the way, yeah, that seems like almost inevitable in my. I, I I know, and that's not an inside thing. It's just you just. I mean, two and two sometimes does equal four. Um, I, but who knows? Maybe they won't do it. To me, it just makes almost too much sense. But yes, it's going to be very interesting. But Heisel, get the hell out of here. I know you got it. I know you got to get out uh, by noon. I don't want to keep you any longer than uh, you've already stayed. See you, buddy. Right, Good to see you guys. Make sure uh, you guys tune in for Daily Bet Slip today yes. at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. Daily Bet Slip, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 Central. See you, Ben. See you guys. See you, Jimmy. That's. It's fun looking at these over-unders, Rotorim. I'm enjoying this. I, 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 I this. Those are my uh, favorite things of the whole year, betting wash. Yeah, I mean, some of the biggest movers down right now are, are the Chiefs from 12 to 10 and a half. You've got um, the Cardinals. 12, are, I can see 12's high. But 10 well, I, I know, I'm, I'm saying like how many – I'm just basing what, what they won last year and what their number is right now. The oh, Cardinals I got, are, I got, I got okay. the, the Cardinals are down a game and a half to nine and a half. Um Let's see who else is down. Cardinals are nine and a half. Yep, Bengals are nine and a half too. By the way, that's, that's disrespectful. An, that's that's an interesting number. Cowboys are down from twelve to ten and a half. Okay. Um, Packers are down from thirteen to eleven and a half. Um, 
Chiefs I mentioned. Hold on, there's a couple more here. The Rams are at 10 and a half. They won 12 last year. Raiders are at eight and a half. They won 10. Uh, Saints, I, the Saints seem like a good play, man. Seven and a half. We talked about it. Great. Totally. Yeah. Great. Yep. And the Steelers are seven and a half. Not a lot of money on Trubisky. The, the I'd Steelers, stay away from them because they, they always find a way to win games. But I, I do not like that roster, man. I, I, offensively. I like them defensively. Offensively, that roster is atrocious. But defensively, they can play. And Tom Woodle will coach Tom. The Seahawks are at five and a half from seven. Under. And the the lowest over under on the board, there's two sitting at four and a half. You want to guess? Houston and Atlanta. That would be correct. Very good. And by the way, I'll yeah. tell you right now, I would take Houston to win more games than Atlanta. Atlanta is awful. Yeah. Atlanta has one of the worst rosters I've ever seen on an NFL field. So you take the under? Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. It's hard I'm to take I'm not saying Atlanta's going to win three games. Now four and a half actually that feels like a like three and a half would be really hard to take the under. Four and a half, do they gotta get to five? Yeah, I would take the under. They are awful. I of all the teams you just reeled off, my immediate gut reactions, and I, look, I get it. Like I'm a Chiefs fan, so you'll get people who will say, Well, it's just because you're a Chiefs fan. I, I would hit the over on that all day long. All that team does is win games constantly at a huge rate. And by the way, for those who are like, well, they they traded Tyree Kill. Their Super Bowl odds when they did that didn't move like it they like, went it's not it's not that like he's not going to impact them but like come on they're gonna they're gonna lose like three more games this year because of a receiver that's not gonna happen it's also interesting that the dolphins uh predict projected Wintel is down yeah like, know, they, yeah i mean because he's a receiver as great as he is he's a receiver like quarterbacks mm-hmm. move the needle and the chiefs right. are the best one in football or bare minimum like top two so um you know i I wouldn't touch the Packers. I think that number's about right. Uh, I would take the under on Arizona. Arizona, the only thing that would make me caution with that is just, okay, the NFC's weaker, but they play the AFC West. And, and their division's good. The Rams are tough. The Niners are tough. I would take yeah. the under on nine and a half. Maybe we should do a show pool, uh, and, we'll, and we'll, bet, we'll bet five teams and watch it play out through the year. Okay, we could we could do. Yeah, I I think journalistically that's not too against ethics. I don't think so. I think we're right. I love I love. I, mean, I guess you, I'm not impacting it. So I I love that you just went journalistically. I, that's hey, hey, you are a journalist, buddy. Well, at least part time. I, I, I don't know if I tell. I'm a reporter, and so I always I always think like, is it different because like I have inside knowledge of some of these like of like injuries and whatnot, like, um, but. If you're doing preseason win totals and you know what I mean, I, I don't. I don't think you have any integrity issues there. Uh, you wanted to wrap up with the MLB All Star Game, Vertoram, which I is did, but of, I'm going to pivot off that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Although I'll just say real quick, all I was going to say is the MLB All Star Game. It's the only thing baseball gets right um, because it's, it's the only All Star Game that's worth watching. Um, they don't. They don't get it right though. Every team does not deserve a player on the on the roster. Sorry. Well, we, we will agree with that. We will agree there. I agree with you. I'm just start talking in terms of the week, like the home run derby, and you know it's actually like enjoyable to watch. Whereas, like, who the hell's watching the NBA All Star? It's atrocious. Uh, and same, God knows the same. Stream. Right here, I love it. But go ahead. Oh, oh God, it's gotten worse over the years. A lot Probably worse, but I still love it. Um, 
the last two nights, Genevieve has slept all the way through the night. Way to go, buddy. I'm I'm pumped because I've been staying up every day till 2 o'clock in the morning so Steph could sleep, and I get her before 2 a.m., and then Steph gets her the rest of the way. And the last two nights, she hadn't woken up. And I asked Stephanie, hey, what time did she get up? She's like, seven. So Genevieve's been sleeping a good 10 to 11 hours straight the last two nights. This might be a Vertoram gene thing because with with Maisie at three months, which is what Genevieve is right now, touch over, but three months, Maisie started sleeping 12 hours a night every night and never stopped. And so from my lips to God's ears, Carl, it's keeps keep sleeping through the night because that that is a beautiful thing. Um, I am uh, I'm very very happy about this. Uh, How do they sleep for twelve hours? I ain't putting a hard day's work, man. It's hard. Yeah, they're growing like crazy. Their brains wiring. They got all kinds of stuff going on. She's smiling like crazy. She's a happy kid. She's a chunk of a kid. She's eating like a horse. Um, kid, my God, kids gonna be playing linebacker in about three years. But. Um, all right, let's get an athlete. Let's go. That's right. That's right. It's uh, it's been good. She's she's sleeping through the night. This is a wonderful thing, especially since we're about to be going on vacation. Like that way, you know, from hanging out with friends and, and Steph and I are hanging out with our friends, and maybe we have a few beverages. You know, maybe she'll sleep through the night. So that that's good. That's a good thing. Um, I'm pumped, but I'm also pumped. So next next week, uh, I'll be doing the show. And then I'm driving out Wednesday to New York. I'll be in New York for let's get this right. I'll be out there for 23 days. Um, some of that I'll be working, but most of it I won't be. And then I come back, and I know people are probably like, "You're going to be gone for camp?" Yes, for some of it, but don't worry. God knows, I'll tweet and I'll do podcasts, and we'll be, you won't even know I'm gone. Um, I'll be I'll just be tweeting from the ocean. <laughs> the only <laughs> difference. I cannot wait. I am uh, looking forward to it. And if, and if Genevieve's sleeping like that, it's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. I got, yeah, I got an amazing August of, of recharge coming for myself, too. We've got, we got tennis camp, we got family camp, and we got the U.S. Open. It's my favorite time of the year. And then we'll roll right into the season, baby. And I'm going to be doing a ton. When I'm in town, I will be at Bears camp. So, uh, Bears. For, and, and we'll do a ton of, uh, all around the NFL here and on uh, the Windy City podcast, which rolls tomorrow at five. Did you cross uh, over so, a thousand subscribers? Congratulations! Guys. Yeah, yeah, we're we uh, we're we're uh, we're kidding thirteen hundred. So th- thanks to anybody, Beautiful. the people that have crossed over. Gonzo, we see you over there. You're my guy. Appreciate you. Love you. Um, all right. So last night for around Monday night softball. Okay. okay. All right. I, I, you know, I used to be uh, a great softball player. I used to be able to take the ball over the. <laughs> now you're in the twilight. Yeah, it, I am. I am. I mean, I used to be able to, you know, fences back in the day, 275, I could I could take it over. Um, I would. I was a dynamic outfielder. Now, I'm not bad, but the guys that we have in that outfield are 10 times better than me. These dudes are legit. So, I'm, so last night, I was splitting time in right field, which was mortifying. Hey, you and Tommy can split right field. I don't, I don't even get to play right. I'm splitting right field. Um, and, I, and I used to hit at the top of the order. Now, I'm hitting on this team, 8-9. So we're playing a really good team. It's a it's an intense game. We're down five late. Last inning, we uh, I'm on deck. Runner at second. We're down. We're down two. 
he hits. I'm sitting there. Uh, I haven't had a great night at the plate. I've, 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 I've got an RBI on a walk, and I've. What else have I done? I've grounded out to short, and I've grounded out to the pitcher. I feel I'm, I'm not looking forward to this at bat with everything on the line. So the dude hits this weak pop up. I'm like, and I literally on deck was like, okay, fine. At least I'm not going to be able to make the last out here. Shortstop going out, going out, bobbles it, drops it, run scores. We're down a run. He's on first base. Here comes Carm. And um, I'm, so, so here we go. Uh, you know, I, I'm getting the, come on, come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. And I'm just like, I'm like, all right, take a deep breath here. Don't, don't just put a good swing on it. Let's go. Got the dude that, that pitches. He's a very good pitcher. Like if anybody plays softball, 12 inch, he, I mean, we play unlimited. So you can put it up to the moon. And if it lands right behind the plate, it's a strike. So you don't want to get behind in the count to him because then he just moonshots you and you just, it's a, it's trouble. So, so first, first ball thrown to me a little bit outside. I take a shot out, shot at it. And there it goes sailing into the night, deep to right there. If it hits the path, it's a home run. Although it's the top half, we would have just taken the lead and there it falls and loses mustard right into the right. I didn't quite get it right into the right fielder's mitt. Game over. Carm gets the good effort mark from Coach Kenny Hendo. That will be the and, name of your book. Yeah, and, and that was and and the and we lost by a run, and I made the last out, and uh, oh, that's I don't think yeah, it was it was that was the ending. I in my life, I played baseball in high school. I had, I think it's the only time I ever had. I was in a spot similar to that. Well, no, there was there was one other time which I actually did get a hit in. But um, my one year in my high school uh, season, it was our home finale. And we were down in the last half of the last inning. Uh, we were down three runs. We had two outs. And we had the bases loaded. And I, I was hitting. I think I, hit, I think I hit fifth on the team that year. I was, a, I, I was a, mostly a pull hitter, right-handed. And uh, I got two and two in the count. The kid kept throwing me fastball in, change up away, fastball in, change up away. And I knew, I'm like, I, obviously, I'm not built as a speed guy, even in high school. I, I never, so I knew if I had the ball on the ground, the game was over. And so did the pitcher. So on the two two pitch, he threw me a change up and he tried, tried to throw it down and away. And he did throw it down, but it got more of the plate than he intended. And I hit a grand slam. And I think it, you told me this one before. It, it remains, it remains uh, the, the pinnacle, maybe, of my athletic achievement. Just absolutely cranked it to left. My dad was the first base coach. He was, more, I think, more excited than I was. But um, just, it was one of those balls. It, it felt like when you hit a golf shot really well off a tee, and the ball just like kind of has that like trajectory where it just like lifts off, almost like a plane off a runway. Was there a fence, or did you have to sprint around? So. Now there's a fence. Now there's like you say they won two state championships and they they basically built in uh, they 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 built it up like a Yankee Stadium. At the time, uh, I don't believe there was a fence. So I will say this though: if you've ever seen me run, the fact that I eat that I made it around the bases, <laughs> it why was why I ask because because ladies and gentlemen, this is the slowest dude I've ever seen. So I that's why I'm asking. I'm not built for speed. Um, <laughs> But I was I was able to circle that left fielder. 
I remember watching. It was, it was, I'll never forget. It was a number five, and you could just see the five just going the distance. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, game's over," you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I got I got good wood, or I guess back then, good metal on that one. But it was uh, it was it was a beautiful thing. It was. Uh, yeah, I remember right. we had a we had a we had a mob at home play. It was funny. Uh, and then we had a high school dance like right afterwards. I remember I had to like run home, change, shower, change. You know, I think, but yes, that was. Uh, God, so I think I was 15, maybe that happened. That was it. I peaked right there. And then you went to the dance and all the women wanted to talk to you. You were popular with the girls. It's great. That's um, it. It was, that's right. Every girl wanted to talk about the two, two change up that, that didn't get to the outside corner. It was just knee high over the middle. Yes, that's right. That, that's what Gonzo, the, uh, I, Gonzo, just so you know, tennis is my number one. Uh, although my best sport uh, when I actually was an athlete uh, and had everything going was basketball. But uh, now I'm a, now I'm a tennis player. And uh, uh, well, last last Saturday, I hadn't lost all season in the Saturday league, Verderam. Uh, but but Friday night, uh, that guy, Nick Wright, was in town. We went to a steakhouse. He wore a pink sweatsuit. We weren't allowed in. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> they didn't let him. They, they're like, sir, you can't come in. You're wearing a pink sweatsuit. And it was like a designer sweatsuit that probably cost $1,000. I mean, something ridiculous. But he's like, um, I'm a VIP person here. I go to Mastro's in New York all the time. Will you look me up? And so like, yeah, we'll look you up. But uh, that's hilarious. It ain't, it ain't happening. So I'm like, let's go. Uh, you know, screw them. Dress codes suck. Let's go eat somewhere else. There's a zillion places. But, you know, it was Friday nights, busy everywhere. So he just decides when we go to one place and there's a two hour, he's like, I'll just change. So he was coming right from the airport, put on, put on regular clothes. But anyway, I, Gonzo, too many, uh, too many old fashions and uh, too many, too many beers and, and, uh, and, and, and one bloody on the golf course. And I came out last Saturday morning in the tennis league to 68 year old Stu. And we're warming up, and Stu's not missing anything. I'm like, and, and I'm wobbly. I haven't eaten anything. I feel like I'm going to have, in the middle of the match, I'm going to have to find a restroom near this park. And uh, I went, and I took my first loss of the tennis season, 6-4, to good old Stu. I'm looking for a rematch, Stu. I'm coming for you, buddy. Yeah, I wouldn't let Stu get away with that. Quite yes. on the wrong day. Uh, we got Lake Bluff this Saturday, big match with the, and I entered a tournament for Ram. I'm in the, I'm on the south side. This, the green and white tournament. Last year I won it in the 4-0. This year I'm playing open, so that's the July 22-24 weekend. So, as much as we always, try, I, I will give you, you're a, you're a good athlete. You are good at tennis. You saw the softball. I mean, you're you're good at basketball. I was impressed. We went to the East Bank Club way back when. You you can nice. you can play. Um, so it's uh. I, I'm 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 a great recreational athlete who never did anything. It's unfortunate. Hey, listen, you you have I, real I played you, you, high school, and then since then I, I played intramurals in college, and it was good. We can we can actually we can leave it at this. But have you ever played? And I, this might be like a regional thing. So you may not you may not know what the hell this is. You ever played broom ball? I mean, I think I know what you're. It's like floor hockey with brooms. It's floor hockey, and it's like a broom handle on the bottom. There's almost like a like a piece, a piece of rubber, like a thick piece of rubber. It's kind of shaped like a V, and um, you play it on ice, and with, you, you wear your like your tennis shoes, like you're, you just run on the ice, and that was a huge, huge thing in Oswego. Around the school, I never played it or heard it before I went to school, but like 
you know, most most intramural things like you signed up and, you know, maybe whatever. Maybe there were like 16 to 20 teams, right? This was like March Madness style. Like you had to like qualify to get in there to be in a 60-14 tournament. It was nuts. And it was a bunch of like me and my buddies who all were the same kind. Like we all played athletics in high school. So like we were respectable. But like out there playing college sports, I think one of the guys was like on the track team. And we played – and by nothing more than the grace of God, we just kept winning. Like we would just like weird, like crazy stuff. And it's just like it's just like hockey, five in the goalie, and you know the ball's like kind of almost like shaped like a kickball. It's a little smaller, same idea. And we got to this, we got to the final four, and we played the lacrosse team, and we gave them. That's a really, not going to go well. We you no, did? no, no, it didn't. It didn't. But we actually gave them a really good game. Like it was like late in the game and um, the, the way the game ends is the, the ball goes into the corner and like my buddy, he went in to go get it and hit in the game. And one of the kids on the lacrosse team kind of got, you know, at least my buddy thought a little too aggressive. We get, we ended up getting thrown out of the tournament with 30 seconds left in the final four because a brawl starts. <laughs> That's how it ends. But, it was uh, – it's actually come to think of it. It's our dodgeball season I did too. But that's uh, – but but we won that game first before before uh, one of my, my teammates decided to go after the other team. Um, it was fun. It was great. But that was where, like, athletically it all ended for me. I'd like to get back into playing hockey, but that's about as far as it goes. Let's get you back out there. Uh, and since you teed up intramurals, we'll, we'll wrap on this. We played – we made it to the Elite Eight. Uh, in my senior year, Iowa hoop intramurals, and we were matched nice. up against we were matched up against the football team. Uh, for, 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 first play, yeah, of the, it, it was not good. For, first play of the game, little shimmy shake. That's right. I'm I'm by Tim Dwight, who uh, was a hel- who you know was one of the, one of the best kick returners in NFL history. Carm lays it in. Team Windy Hill. That's the street that Jordan's house was built on. His first house in in HP. Uh, up two nothing. We were down two at the half, and then our big guys fouled out, and uh, we went down about – we lost by 20. But, uh, yeah, I beat Tim Dwight off the dribble, damn it. That's beautiful. Also, like, that dude was, like, five six and pure muscle. Like, just – just yeah. like, I mean – I mean, it was – I'm like, you are a different level of human being right now, buddy. All right, hey, stack in the box. You know this. You love it. If you made it this far, you, I, I'm sure you know that the show is at 11 o'clock central on tuesdays um we're looking forward to training camp baby and uh season rolling around so love everybody hanging here in the off season anything you want to say on the way out here verderam no hey uh thanks for listening appreciate it we'll be back again next week to chat all things nfl we'll see if there's a resolution with deshaun watson we'll see if the zach wilson drama has died down who knows maybe there'll be more of it who can say also i also have to say if you haven't subscribed yet, please do it. We are trucking toward 1,000, which is awesome. Um, and once we get to that, we can do a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So uh, if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and do that. That would be awesome. Hit the, hit the like button if you're watching the show. Yeah. Other and that, it, I got nothing. Tell a family member. Tell a friend. We need your help. Thank you so much. Tell your entire family. Yeah. All right. Saying goodbye. Appreciate it, everybody. Gonzo, Jay Ward, Jalen. You're all leading the charge here as on the chat right now. Joshua, I saw you a bunch today. Thanks so much uh, to everybody. Hefe KC, you're the man. Mike in Sweden, appreciate you. 
Apex, good to have you on board too. Oregon Fishing, if you're still around, love you as well. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.